0: Two, three. Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. I am your host, Scott Needham. I'm an Amazon seller and have uh, I'm doing whatever I can to uh, learn Amazon secrets. And today I brought with me two guests. I've been uh, you know actually sharing a lot of ideas with them for over a year. We we even met up at a trade show a year ago and. So I'm really happy to have uh, the people, the the guys at Amazon Lit, Eric and Sebastian here on the show. Guys, thanks for coming. Scott, thanks for having us. It's a pleasure. It's been
1: a while since, uh, you know, we talked. I know we message each other back and forth often, but uh,
0: I don't get to see you often. We're both pretty busy people. Hey, that conversation was actually a little bit more uh, pitiful than you're, you're even aware of. So we hit a few different things, but one thing you talked about was FBA fees where they change and you have a chance to request a reimbursement for the difference. Mm, Yes, And that was in June. And in uh, by September, I actually sold the business. I was, you know, building that into um, that was Valence. And you talked about it said like, Hey, you could still get money off of this. And at that time they weren't, the Valence wasn't actively requesting reimbursements for that. And that inspired me like the next week I I like went back and and sure enough, we had like two cases that amounted to over $5,000. So it was a good uh, refresh reminder. We had done it before, but like, you know, Amazon changes things and they kind of break things on us. And that ultimately helped the the valuation of the business that was sold. So that's (laughs) awesome. That's great. it's amazing. Like what I've learned in conversations, like you guys have uh, hosted some of your own meetups. I did a meetup once and it's right now it's, it's what well led to our new shipping and it's saving us about a hundred thousand dollars a year in shipping. Wow. So yeah. there's so much to be learned from, you know, networking with other sellers. I mean, you guys know that cause you guys have put out a ton of content and I'm sure people have taught you some things. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We, we travel around the country and meet with sellers and always every single time, whether it's on the airplane back or when we're back in the Airbnb, Sebastian and I, we can't get over how much information we gained.
0: Yeah. Like no conversations the same because, you know, your, your business changes every six months. And so what you're looking for changes. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, I'm going to spoil a little bit, like, these guys do over 10 million in sales, well over that. But like, so what year, what year did you guys do your first million on Amazon? Uh, first million was uh, 2014. 2014. Then what do you think made the difference from getting you from like 1 million, which seems like a, a threshold that a fair amount of sellers gets to? Mm-hmm. What, how did you 10X that?
1: You know it was a transition from r a to wholesale that that ten x did that first million was all retail arbitrage really
0: okay yes yes,
1: yes. so that that was the ten x there, and then the next ten x was internal, which was like warehouse optimization production efficiencies, things of that nature, which really started to turn that and then Now for us, it's kind of similar for you, where it's all development, you know, automating a lot of processes.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. No, that that makes a big deal when you finally, (laughs) something that was so tedious for you to do, uh, you're able to automate that away. I was talking to a guy who like, you know, he checks the prices on his products every single day. and like, like he's updating the prices and he's like, I'm spending (laughs) like, you know, two or three hours a day, like updating. I'm like, oh my God. Please, yeah. please. Get a repricer. I, I don't want you to do this. Get a repricer and get smart enough that like, this repricer is actually better than you. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. It yeah. saves so, so much time.
0: So um, another thing that actually was what triggered me wanting to talk to you guys and get you on the podcast is when we talked in Chicago, you told a story about how you had this opportunity of, of like products to buy. And it was almost just like too good to be true, and sure enough, as soon as you went live, you got some IP complaints. So I'm actually just really curious for myself because I really want to go deeper um, by more, uh, you know, higher quantity orders. And so, like, what are some like of the warning signals that you saw, and and like how how have you adapted? Well, from that experience, I think
1: uh, this was a supplier we had not previously worked with and we were doing a lot of high-end beauty products with this supplier and the deal seemed too good to be true, but we bought the bait and, you know, this is when I, this is when the whole trademark infringement thing first started becoming really rampant. You know, like before that, there was maybe one or two a year you would get, you know, if any at all. So we were really unaware of the situation and, uh, you know, it it hit us off guard, but we definitely have taken measures to safeguard ourselves now. It still happens, but it's very infrequent compared to what it was then. And, you know, one of the things is just using Keepa. For ourselves, we don't use any of the other Chrome extensions for the IP IP, uh, alerts, But we use Keepa and we look at that third chart, the offer listings, and when we see that there's a dramatic decrease that happens and the sales rank hasn't decreased as well at the same time, because that could mean, hey, sales rank decreased. That means that, well, a lot of sellers are selling out because the demand is high on that ASIN. But if the sales rank stays the same or goes up and the offers slide down drastically, then that tells us an IP was filed at that time. Yeah, so we look for those markers, those indicators.
0: That's a that's a really uh, good thing to check. So yeah, like what he's describing is like the the Keepa chart will show like a sales rank and like a number of offers. It really gives you so much information, and if you see a, a steep decline, that means they're firing missiles at other yeah. sellers, and so to get out of the way, like that's a, a good indicator. Is there anything else that you do to safeguard? Like you still do get an IP complaint Mm -hmm. here and there. And how do you react? Typically, we reach out to uh, the complainant and
1: we let them know if this was a map issue, a minimum advertising, uh, you know, policy issue or if there's something we could do, we tell them a little bit about our company and we like to work it out. We like to work it out and continue to sell the ASINs. But at the end of the day, there's millions of ASINs to sell. And if that brand doesn't want to work it out, we just come to an agreement and say, okay, listen, we'll agree to not sell it. We'll we'll, we'll send you an email agreeing to it. And then you retract it, and that always works as well. You know, yep. it's not brand, brands. Brands don't want to. You know, they know it hinders your relationship with Amazon, so they're willing to work with you if you work with them. But a lot of the time, we want to continue to sell those goods, and so we try to work it out with them and see if there's an opportunity to become an exclusive.
0: And yeah, no, the, it is an opportunity w- when that happens. Chances are, sometimes they may already have an idea of what they're going to do, and so. I agree with you. Like we always just like reach out and it's even better if you get them on the phone. Yes. Because people just can, they, they're going to treat you like a human. They'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nine times out of 10, they're not going to be a jerk over the phone. Yeah. I, we have found one <laughs> or two, but yeah. do you try and uh, persuade them like, Hey, let us start, let us like sell through our inventory and we'll stop buying this. Well, we try to do that or or see if there's a buyback opportunity, if
1: they'll buy it back. That's happened for us as well. We had a uh, certain tea brand that didn't want us to sell it at all because they were doing exclusivity with another seller, but they bought all of our goods back from us. So that worked out for us. But a majority of the time, kind of like you said, Scott, what we want to do is we want to get them on the phone. There's a uh, hair product right now where we ha- recently had an IP complaint for. We got them on the phone, found out that they happen to live in the same state as us. Their, their, their business is in the same state, but they live in the same state. You know, I've already invited them to come to our warehouse, see our operation. You know, I'm not pushing them, but I'm saying, why don't you see what we do and what makes us different? And the door's yep. open. It's a little bit open. It's more open than it was previously. Yep. So sometimes you could kind of take something that was a negative and hopefully
0: turn it to a positive. And I actually, so um, about two years ago, We officially changed to the Buy Boxer name. And one of the reasons that I thought it could have been positive, yeah, people could find us and uh, figure out maybe how we have sourced products. But a different thing is that people can just like contact us, you know, before they create an IP complaint, they can contact us. And now um, with the news that seller's business information is going to be available on the seller's page. We this is going to be more prevalent that they can reach out to you without Amazon being involved. And that just becomes a conversation. And ultimately, any conversation is like, it takes a little bit of salesmanship or persuasion, you know, like uh, having a personality doesn't hurt. <laughs> and because this actually leads into one of my next questions about you guys, but like we're lasering in on just growing our suppliers, uh, growing our, our catalog. And I'm hearing my team talk over the phone or whatever and I'm like, hey, this actually kind of just takes sales. don't give them easy outs And I guess we're trying to you know work with new uh, suppliers or whatever and we really want to negotiate discounts because that's where a lot of the money can be made is a, you know five ten percent discount like it's it's sales it's persuasion it's It's asking them what they're looking for and then you saying what you're looking for. And I learned through your guys' Instagram recently, that you guys got like a pretty uh, good exclusive that you were excited about. So you kind of know the game. What uh, things did you do that helped along that process?
2: I would say attending trade shows is huge. You know, getting to meet people in person, Is really a game changer for us. You know, I got the gift to gab, and you put me in front of somebody, and we start talking about selling on Amazon or their products or their brands. It really opens up the door for us to rattle off every single piece of information we know at Amazon, and I'm really able to sell them on the spot that we are the company that they want to do business with. You know, I talk about all the pain points that they may be dealing with because I understand them. I talk about all of the solutions that we have to those pain points. And I really push ourselves as a service that we are the right partner for them Mm -hmm. to get their products listed on Amazon in a smooth transition, a smooth transaction, show it so it arrives to the consumer in the exact same condition that it would if it was purchased directly from them. It's all about the relationships for us.
1: And and persistence, just to top on... To just add on top of that, persistence because they might let's say they have an exclusivity with a seller right now, and so they say no to you. Like the brand that uh, we're speaking about now, I think it took two years to grow that relationship. They had an exclusivity with a seller, but Eric stayed diligent with them, could const- uh, constantly contacted them, and you know just checked in. So. Because, you know, it happens in business. A seller makes a mistake. And at that point, the brand might be searching somewhere else. And you want to be in the forefront of their mind. Like, oh, remember Amazon Lit? Yeah, they seem like they kind of got their shit together and they know what they're doing. Why don't we give them a call? And that's exactly what happened. They reached out to Eric. And from there, you know, the relationship sprung. So it's, it's also persistence. A no does, isn't a hard
0: no. Never take it personally. Just keep, you know, keep plugging along. Yeah, that's, you're totally right. Like things do change year over year. And these, re- these relationships will pay off, you know, and, and, and you said a few things like, like you listen to them, you listen to like what they, you know, what their pain points are. It's kind of like, how do you turn a no into a yes, I actually get this question quite a bit of like, you know, how do I get suppliers? Or like, how do you get an exclusive? I'm like, well, put yourself in their shoes. And figure out what are they looking for? And they're inclined to say no. And like, what will make them say yes. And you have to be that person. That's simple enough. So, well, I'm going to go out on an assumption here and uh, make some guesses about your guys's business that you've been doing fairly well. Turns out uh, we didn't know exactly what quarantine and, and COVID were going to be, but uh, they've actually been pretty good for Amazon sellers. And how are you like so so right now you're probably in a good spot what are you focusing on in in growing your business
2: i would say we're primarily focused on continuing to grow our SKU count and send as many profitable items to amazon as we can produce like the max production you know we're working saturdays we're staying late monday through friday we're really pushing our team and our buyers to order as much products as possible And get them into Amazon day in and day out and repeat, rinse, wash, and repeat that process. And and as our inventory values go up, our sales continue to go up. You know, this year we're about to almost double our business from last year, which is crazy. 2020 is going to be nearly double, about 75% more sales than it was in 2019. So it's, and it's a direct result of working a lot, you know, and putting in that effort.
0: I, you are, I could confirm that because it's 630 on a Friday night and you guys are recording this podcast. So clearly uh, working um, where most people are thinking about getting out doesn't escape you. No. And,
1: and, you know, and then the other part is, so that's kind of like the processes that we're taking to jump on bringing solutions to our business currently. And then like future is what we're thinking about and what we're taking action on right now is we're thinking about brands and industries that were really hit hard by COVID, uh, certain uh, categories of brands that would really not want to associate with us before. And now we know that they're more willing to because they see the online trend, they see the potential of the online trend, and they see what happened to brick and mortar. And so we're reaching out to them and we're getting more yeses. We're reaching out to certain beauty suppliers, you know, there's certain apparel out there that we knew there was no chance before, or was less of a chance, and now we're getting yeses because they need to have those sales, they need to hit their quotas, Uh, they need to grow their business, internet and Amazon seems like a right route for them right now.
0: Absolutely. And for every good thing, there could be a bad thing right now. Uh, what just hit this week is limits on inventory. You know, Amazon announced that like, if you're not over the IPI of 500, they could limit your inventory. And this really impacts people that are going to stock deep or they have really big, advertising campaigns in store or some big q4 so you guys have we were just talking earlier you guys your inventory uh was getting these covid limits um what do you think is going to be happening and how are you guys adapting to that uh we're
2: pivoting i think the word of 2020 is is definitely pivot you know and and we make we make educated decisions um Based on experience, to A, either not purchase the product, or B, purchase the product. Send some some FBA, some FBM. You know, we make calculated decisions how we're going to offer those products. And because we always want to have them listed, and and we make sure before we purchase any product that we check that limit restock to make sure there isn't one. And if there isn't one, we go a little more aggressive. And if there is one, we might just purchase the limit restock. So let's say it's sixty. We might only get sixty exactly of that product. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. That's so we're we're fortunate enough where like you know we've uh, developed a lot of systems and put them into place where if we're adding a product to our PR, uh, we're able to see what those limits are. But like if you're a smaller seller, you might not have that, so you have to take more, you have to do more due diligence, and that means before you order the product, you know create create the listing in Seller Central, make a dummy shipment. And then before you finalize that plan, you'll be able to see what the limit is. And that way you don't get stuck purchasing 600 of something you could only send out 120 of.
0: Yeah, no, totally. We, we're, we're, we're getting it. And really it's just uh, this, right, for us right now, it hits, you know, our space constraints in our warehouse and it's just an extra touch point of inventory, which, you know, um, that's Usually, what we're trying to optimize away from, you know, additional touch points. Um, So, I've, uh, you know, been watching their content for um, over a year. And, like, you guys really uh, go the extra mile in reaching out with other sellers and actually just answering questions, big or small, and building up you know, you got a good warehouse operation, you show it and you like explain things here and there. And that I think just like recently, like, like a week or two ago, you, you, you launched a uh, mastermind group. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So
2: we, we wished, you know, seven years ago that there was somebody offering some sort of knowledge to help us grow our business you know, because the, there was just nothing that existed that showed you step by step, you know, how to create an account, how to grow relationships with suppliers, research products, create bundles, um, advertise for those bundles, understand every single piece of information um, that is in Seller Central because there's a lot of it between the reports and all the different tabs. It's just very in-depth and, you know, we wish we had that and now we're in a position to create that for people who who struggle. and. We, we travel the country and we meet with all these sellers. So for the past two years, we've been able to hear every single seller's pain point. You know, we document all that. And we, and we made sure that we included all of that in this program. Because at the end of the day, people want, you know, they want to spend more time with their families. They want more f- financial freedom. You know, they want to be able to be their own boss. They don't want to deal with the office politics. And that's what we have created, a system and a program that will allow people to do exactly just that.
1: Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, I think one of the questions we get a lot is like, if you have such a great system in place, like why would you share this with people? Like Why would you go ahead and do that? And I strongly believe that Amazon is large enough where everyone could get a share of a pie.
0: Like yeah. there's still plenty of pie. There's plenty of pie to go around. Yeah. It's such a huge ocean of sellers. I found, uh, I mean, like y- if you are building a business um, in the ecosystem of Amazon, just understand that there are 50,000 companies that are doing a million or more. I mean, I heard about a seller that's doing the hundreds of millions the other day. Like, like it is just huge. And, it's actually kind of impossible that you tell, you know, your biggest secrets to like one to 10 people or even 50 to hundred and it will actually impact your business. It really, mm. uh, it doesn't cause the, the, it is such a big ecosystem. And I found the same thing. Like, you know, I've really opened up our business, uh, you know, video uh, shoot. I'm even like working with people on some of our software to give them access to certain things and it's only benefited me because like I keep learning and like I hear their problems and it's like okay well like I need a good generic solution it's it's not uncommon that like I mean even my first reddit post where like I started talking with sellers like people brought me questions and, and I'm like shoot that's a good answer like I need to like figure out a solution to that and it's changed how we did it I'll actually get specific and I because it is related to like this COVID restriction limits. So before we actually create a PO, um, we we test create the shipment. But I uh got our uh you know computer system to actually do this, our automated solution before it even creates a PO, it tests like how much can I send in? Can I mean like I actually am not testing how much I can send in, I'm only testing um what I could send in. But it but I guess I could even like try and do how much and like this kind of automated system um, has allowed us to, uh, you know, make sure that whatever comes in our door isn't like hazmat or all the many reasons that stuff can't, can't send. And this was just by learning from uh, someone. So that's why I I really put a lot of time into creating content or, uh, you know, this podcast and just sharing and opening our, and our doors. And you guys are doing, you know, the same. So let's see. Tell me, you have this uh, mastermind. Is it like a Facebook? Is it a call? Like, you know, it's
1: a it's a little bit of everything. So it has it has uh, video lectures there to cover any. Aspect from warehouse or space optimization, shipping products, we go into two d boxed content labels a lot of a lot of sellers are unaware of just how efficient they could make their system just using 2 d box content labels so something so small like that that little detail can transform your amazon business um, then there's our Facebook group where we're on there actively you know at least three hours a day between both of us. Uh, We have our weekly uh, coaching calls and where sellers are bringing us questions, we're answering them and kind of just to go back to what you said, when we don't have an answer to something that makes us do the research and then we're learning at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's so great. And then, and then working with sellers for the past two years, you know, it's, it's built like this community of sellers, like at the end of the day, when they succeed, now you know, they're thankful for us. They're growing with us. And now we have this ongoing relationship, which who knows how long it could last. So it's like building just a small community of sellers that now you're networking with constantly and growing
0: together. Well, let's turn it from a small community to a large community, I say. Yeah, yes.
2: yeah. 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 Well, yeah I agree. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So
0: I'm always glad when, you know, uh, those that I associate with, like, do good at, like, uh, growing, you know, the community because because we have a chance to, uh, you know, the communities overlap a lot. But mm-hmm. um, thank you guys so much for uh, jumping in. What uh, we talked about, um, I got some good ideas because, like, you know, I really want to, you know, the success that like 2020 has been for Amazon sellers. Uh, you know, I want to keep steamrolling that into the next year, mm-hmm. and that's nuts that you guys are doing 75 percent uh, increased business. I wish we could say the same. <laughs> Not quite, but like profitability, yes, seventy five percent more profitable. But yeah. uh, chasing sales is kind of hard when uh, you got all these uh, limits and all this. And uh, <laughs> this is just like a last piece. Is like we're actually having a hard time hiring right now. We have so much inventory, we just can't hire because unemployment benefits for people are yes. too good to 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 yeah. start a new yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, you know,
1: we we had those same struggles in March and April. And then really, you know, in our area, uh, COVID, the COVID has dropped dramatically. Uh, and now a majority of our regular staff is back at work. You know, we're following those safe protocols, those guidelines passed by the state. And, uh, you know, we're fortunate. A, lot, a majority of our staff, you know, has been with us, you know, for years. You know, it, it, we don't have a high turnover rate. So we're very lucky. Yeah. We have a very, very, like, family-oriented business here. It's cool. Really oh, nice. that's
0: awesome. Yeah, I see. I see you guys always throwing little birthday parties. <laughs> <laughs> well, it feels like every day there's a birthday. There's a birthday party. every day, <laughs> Scott. All right. <laughs> well, uh, thanks so much for your time and uh, for sharing. Because I I reached out to them because I had a question and I was like, shoot, I just let's just make this a podcast. Yeah. And, uh So um, everyone, uh, check out Amazon Lit on Instagram. They are also on YouTube and. Uh, they're very happy to uh, share what they've got. So um, that's all I've got for this episode. And uh, tune in next week. We will uh, cover more interesting topics to help your business do better. All right, take care. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate
2: you, man. Thanks for having us. Talk to you soon. All right, see you. One, two, three.
0: This episode has been produced by LaunchPod Media.